This episode brought to you by Progressive. Most of you aren't just listening right now. You're driving, cleaning, and even exercising. But what if you could be saving money by switching to Progressive? Drivers who save by switching save nearly $750 on average. And auto customers qualify for an average of seven discounts. Multitask right now. Quote today at Progressive.com. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. National average 12-month savings of $744 by new customers surveyed who saved with Progressive between June 2022 and May 2023. Potential savings will vary. Discounts not available in all states and situations. What up, Knicks fans? It is a hard Knicks life. The pain, the passion, the podcast. My name is Craig. Some people call me Axe. And on the other mic is Barry. This is Season 3. Episode 12. The Redo. (laughs) Right. This is Randy from North Bergen. I'm Mark. I've been a Knicks fan for 24 years. Hey, Craig and Barry. This is Rock from City this Australia. I'm from D.C. Hey, guys. Steve this here. Manny from Stanford. Calling all the way from Palm Springs, California. It is a hard. It's a hard. It is a hard. Knicks. Knicks life. Knicks life. It's a hard Knicks life. What is up, Barry motherfucking D? What's up, Craig? How are you? I'm doing fucking amazing, Barry. You know that. No, right? you're not. <laughs> Last night was great. You know, we recorded an entire fucking hour worth of podcasting. Brilliant podcasting. <laughs> Let's just fill everyone in on what's going on. All right? Yeah. Yesterday, it took us like 45 minutes just to get going. Barry's computer, we all know, has, has suffered through in his old house many, many... Um, he used to do the show in his bathroom and... He constantly stuffs the toilet. What? And so his comp- his laptop must have suffered many um, water, much water damage, right, Barry? Is no. that the reason why your laptop is so fucked up? No, I, I I don't I don't know what the reason is. It's not even like an old laptop. I don't know, but sometimes it's got issues. Um, it took like it, why did it take like thirty to forty five minutes to just turn on? Like, I would go to open something up, like our Skype or Microsoft Word, where I'll have some notes jotted down, or my browser, and just everything was just getting frozen over and over and over again, which is why it took so long. And then I finally, I was like, look, I just got to restart my computer and then hope everything goes faster. And Ugh. while we were doing it, the Skype cut out a couple of times. We, we finally went to the phone, but my my recorder was recording all the audio the whole time, so I didn't think there was an issue. Right, well, we we finally got the podcast started, and then, yeah, Skype kept crashing on you. When I start editing the show later on, I'm realizing that we're missing 15 minutes of Barry's audio in random places throughout the show. Yeah, we just cut out, even though it looked like it was still recording. Finally, at like what? What time was it? It was midnight. We realized that it was all unusable, everything we recorded. So we're like, we'll do it tomorrow then yeah, after right. the fucking game. Yeah, look, we got to can it. And here <laughs> and, and, and here it. we are. And here we are. And and tonight you had the, the brilliant idea because we have <laughs> busy schedules and busy lives and it's not the typical night that we do the podcast. So in the in the manner of saving some time, you said, why don't, you know, we'll watch the first three quarters on our own, but then we'll watch the fourth quarter together and record the podcast and it's now 11:30 at night <laughs> we haven't started the fourth quarter yet and we're first starting the podcast because you had the issues tonight getting your shit together yeah well i go i i get through the three quarters i go to my fucking room where i always do the podcast there's a tv right there i watch it all the time and the tv's not fucking working the cable box isn't working I don't know what the fuck is going on. I spent like a half an hour trying to figure it out. And then I realized I have to... Now I, then I start moving all of my podcasting equipment to my living room <laughs> to a laptop that I haven't even fucking used in like three years. I can't connect to the internet. And here I am praying that this shit's going to work. And I, I've, I've lost my mind. So, right. And we're about to start the fourth quarter. And I, uh, you know, we're down 11 after three. And I know we're about to get fucking blown out. I can just feel it. Here, let's just give everyone a little taste of the way the show started last night, just so they can hear some of the, the pain that we are suffering through. What up, Knicks fans? It is a hard Knicks life. The pain, the passion, the podcast. Sorry we're coming to you late today because... Um, are we coming to them late? They were coming to them the same time <laughs> that we always do. No, we would have come to them about 40 minutes earlier than we are right now. All right? Okay. Cool. Thanks to you, Barry. I can't... I was planning on eating a nice big bowl of Cocoa Krispies after this show, and I don't think I'm going to have time now. 
All there's right. always there's always time for Cocoa Krispies. I can't eat Cocoa Krispies at like two in the morning, dude. Of course you can. No, it messes up my stomach the next day. All right. All right. No, we're here finally. Yeah. In spite of Barry's shortcomings, we have arrived. <laughs> <laughs> Barry's getting you're getting so mad at me. Barry didn't because want I me don't to- feel like we have to talk about this. All right. <laughs> I feel bad enough that I made you wait for forty minutes. Because of my slow computer, all right? All right, so it's been a fucking crummy couple days, Barry. It's a crummy Nick's life. Using a family recipe born in 1950s Brooklyn and perfected on the east end of Long Island, Clarkson Avenue Crumb Cake Company promises to deliver you the finest and most delicious fucking crumb cakes on the market. I'm saying I should be happy when I'm talking about crumb cakes, right? Crumb cakes make me happy, Craig. (laughs) Why don't you you tell tell me the flavors? All right, classic crumb. I feel like I feel like we did this ad yesterday. Do we have to do it again? <laughs> yes, yeah, we. Classic we crumb, blackout, salted caramel, Brooklyn Joe. Your taste buds will thank you. They're available online in two sizes: the classic eight by eight sized cake. Can I do that joke I said yesterday? Yeah, go ahead. I mean, everybody, you know, obviously, it's got to be eight inch by eight inch. Classic is the size for crumb cakes, right? Yeah, everybody. You love knows eight. That. You love the eight inches. Eight inches. <laughs> okay. All right. Was that the? That, I can't even. That's the joke. This sucks, Barry. I don't even know if that was the joke. It did <laughs> not go over well. <laughs> or they got their world famous crumbkins, which are like crumb cakes in mini muffin forms. Take a trip down Clarkson Avenue and crumb get some. Visit www.clarksonavcrumb.com. Use promo code HARDNEXTLIFE for 23% off your order. In honor of Mitchell Robinson, who suffered a fucking concussion tonight in the yeah, first crazy. quarter, which is great. Yeah, but, but and, guys, and he if, was if, And he was looking great in the, to start the game. He was. He was I can't good. look at the stats right now because then it's going to give away what happened in the fourth, but I feel like he had like, what do you have, six points, a bunch of boards? I don't even know. I can't even see the stats, Barry. Yeah, he was doing all right. He was doing all right through three. I mean, Randall was looking really good, right? Yeah, Randall finally was looking. Uh, was, was looking. Hey, he had a couple threes. He was driving to the basket he, under control. Going into this he game, was, he was like, "What was he like? One for eighteen or something oh, from behind the arc?" Super efficient all over the floor. Frank through oh. three looks great. Double digits I, for Frank through three. Eleven points, like what? A, a few blocks. Three blocks, a steal. He's I mean, had and, his, and his shot all over looks, the place. His shot looks different through today for some reason. Like really quick release. Oh, can can we can we start the game, dude? Yeah, I'm just we're just catching up, man. Yeah, but but the game can play while we're talking, can it? I mean, I don't want to be up to not if it's good. Morning. All right, here, are you ready? Yes. Play the game. All right. Shit didn't start. There we go. Eleven forty-seven. All right. So, oh shit. All right. Well. All right, so let's just talk, because now we're down 14, Barry. I'm down 14. Are you yet? Uh, I'm down 14, yeah, yeah. You, you know, since the third quarter, when there was like seven and a half minutes left, and Markeith Morris hit that three, it was like 74-72, Detroit. And then Markeith Morris hit that three. They called a foul. And then they they got like another basket after that. And all of a sudden, we were down. And and since then, Detroit's just been on a, a consistent run. And we find ourselves down 14 here in the fourth to start the fourth. So, so yeah, we're going to get blown out again. I mean, we're going to need a comeback here. I don't even know how we should be doing this show right now. I can already tell that we're about to go with some like sort of play-by-play. <laughs> but we're down 14. RJ's having another solid night. I think he's already got like seven boards. Oh, dude, he he just drives the lane uh, relentlessly, and I love it. I'm going to take this opportunity to to talk about RJ. Yeah, let's talk about RJ. He he's off to that. a. He is by far the best Nick on this team. By far he's the best Nick. Me every game. What do you what do you think of this load management bullshit going on right now? I don't have an issue with it. Um, I mean, you got to remember, Peyton's oh, hurt. Frank just came back in, by the way, thankfully. <laughs> Peyton's hurt, right? DSJ is out. We know RJ's been, you know, picking up 
some of the point guard duties. Um, so that's a big reason why he's playing. Like you mentioned, he's the, their best player right now, so you want him on the court. But, I mean, it's not going to last. When, when those guys get back, his minutes are going to come down. There's going to continue to be all this media pressure. And I know Fisdale kind of barked down at the media for even asking him about it, but he always succumbs to the media, you know. When, there, when there's backlash about stuff, he always comes around, whether it's playing Frank Moore after he gets burned for not playing him or whatever it is. So RJ's minutes will come down a little bit, but it's not. it shouldn't be a big deal. I mean, can you can, can the media just give it a fucking rest? So they constantly have to bitch about something. Can we not just enjoy having one of the top rookies in the NBA right now? Yeah, I mean, you have you looked in a while where he ranks like among other rookies? Listen to this. Points. He's third among rookies in points, okay? 17.9 points per game behind Ja and and Kendrick Nunn. Rebounds. He's second among rookies with 6.1. Assists. He's second among rookies with 3.9 per game behind Ja's 5.5. Steals. He's tied for third with one and a half steals per game. Now listen to this one because this one is off the charts. Free throw attempts. He's got 53 on the season. Second place has 34. That's how far he is ahead of the other rookies. Now, the the, the the unfortunate side of that. He has 53 free throw attempts. Nilakina got his first two tonight of the season, which is insane. Yeah, which is is insane. But, I mean, the, the downside, which we all know, you know, he's getting to the line 53 times so far. Unfortunately, his free throw percentage is 49%. Oh, he consistently, Barry, hits one or two. Every single time he's at the line. <laughs> uh, you know, so we want to see that improve, obviously. Nick's and uh, 9.43 uh, you know, left, Barry, down 14 still. You know, th- this, was a, this was a game that you really had to win. I mean, th- there's not too many games that have come well, they up can where still, the teams are They can are still beatable. come back, Barry. You don't think they're going to come back? I may or may not have seen the final score. Are you fucking kidding? <laughs> Are you serious? Well, dude, I'm sitting here for like an hour or more oh, than an on, hour Barry. waiting for you. And, you know, I may or may not have seen what happens. But Jesus Christ. <laughs> nonetheless, I mean, you're, you're talking about a Pistons team with no Blake Griffin, no Derrick Rose, no Reggie Jackson. You got to take advantage of that and, and come out of here with a win. Well, they don't have to do anything. Um, yeah, but I mean, I've been frustrated by this load management talk because like you were saying, all those numbers about R.J. Barrett. Yeah. Uh, the, why aren't we talking about all that? You know, it's always about the negative for the Knicks. And I'm sorry, like, I don't think that R.J. Barrett being in the top four or five players in the league and minutes played as a negative that means he's good <laughs> that means he's <laughs> fucking good and he can stay out on the floor he's not getting in foul trouble like mitchell or frank yeah and he's not and, he's not getting limited minutes because he's inconsistent you know he's right. a 19 year old who is so fucking good that we're putting him out there as long as possible yeah, That's and, what and happens the, with great players. Yeah, and most of the time when you're talking about load management, you're talking about players that are, have either had injuries before, so they got to take it easier, or they're older, or they have an extended season because they're going to the playoffs. That's not happening with this team, all right? This, this team's season is going to end in April, all right? So you don't have to prepare for that either. I mean, some Knicks fans are worried that he's going to get so overused, he's going to be more prone to injury. It's, it's or, not going to happen. Or he's going to burn out faster in the season. Look, the, the minutes are not going to stay up at where they are. All right? And I know, I mean, Fisdale does have other players in his arsenal that he could be playing. He doesn't always have to play, like, move RJ over to the point, you know, to, to fill in. But, again, it's a few games. You know, I, I know people were coming down on him on the Kings game when they were down by 20 points and he was playing, you know, a ton of minutes still. I thought it was a little strange, but again, I mean, they had two days off after that, you know? Um, so th- that didn't concern me. I didn't feel like it was overused. So we're really watching commercials too. I'm watching a Geico, Geico <laughs> mime commercial right now. Um <laughs> And Barry, today was the 
I mean, Fizz went back to a, to a previous starting lineup, right? Started Mitchell, Randall, Morris, Frank, and RJ. This is the eighth game of the season, right? Five starting lineups so far. I know DSJ is expected to come back Sunday right now. Yeah, yeah, it's pointing to Sunday. He had a tweet today thanking all the, the you know the players, the organization, and the fans for their patience with him. I like the tweet where he said it's a great he's gonna, tweet. He's going to come back and do whatever he needs to do to help the team win. Whatever he needs to do. I like that. Now I got to see how Frank finishes this game, but so far, this is feeling like Frank's best game of the year so far. Oh, easy. It's going to be interesting to see what happens when DSJ comes back. A big part of me thinks he might, I mean, he was having major problems before he left for these personal reasons. Yeah. But I would not be shocked if, like, whatever he's going through pushes him, you know, beyond where he was at when we lost last saw him. Yeah, I mean, whenever you have a major, you know, um, a major event in your life. Um, it's going to cause a lot of reflection and it's going to make you look at things a different way and, and w- whatever it is. I mean, it's going to be a catalyst for something and you know, where he was at his play can't get worse. Right. Um, so yeah, we hope he comes back the, a new lease, a new look at the game um, and just kind of ease, eases himself back in and, 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 you know, becomes the player he could be. Yeah, I'm sure with how Frank's been playing these past couple games that Fizdale's going to... He's probably going to keep Frank in the lineup and let DSJ come off the bench, but we all know deep down, no matter what Fizdale has said lately, he's way more of a Dennis Smith Jr. guy than a Frank guy. I'm telling you, it's just a matter of time before DSJ finds himself back in the lineup. Well, and you got Peyton too, because Peyton's played well. Well, we, I mean, well, Peyton's further away from coming back, probably, right? Yeah, I mean, I don't know how serious. Well, it's, it's the hamstring, right? With uh, with Peyton, I don't know how serious it is. We know he's not going to be a, uh, in the Dallas game, but I, I haven't heard any projections past that. All right, so now we're what are you eight forty left in the game right now, Barry? Down twelve. Exactly. Exactly. And we had because Mitchell Robinson. Got knocked out of the game with that concussion. Taj Gibson's getting a lot of minutes tonight. I'm glad Taj Gibson's getting a lot of minutes. <laughs> I, you know, I, I, I didn't mention it last night um, on the, the pod that never aired, <laughs> although it was one of the things I was going to talk about. You know, you bring a guy like Taj Gibson in, right? And I know why he's here. He's, he's what, 34 years old. He's here to be, you know, uh, a veteran with a presence. You know, he's known for his defense. He's known for his hustle. And you want that to rub off on guys. Well, he had a few DMPs, and I'm sorry, but it's not going to rub off on guys just by sitting next to him on the bench. I mean, I'm glad he's getting his minutes tonight. And, I, I mean, I know it came at the hands of Mitchell Robinson, you know, getting getting hurt, and that's why he's getting these extra minutes tonight. But you need him out there from the time to time. He's a, he's a good character guy. And, I mean, the, the, the other teammates got to see him on the court. It's not just being around him in practice. I'm sorry. I'm not looking to give the guy 30 minutes a game, but, I mean, you know, give the guy 10 minutes a game, 15 minutes maybe. Yeah, I mean, honestly, the way Randall and, and Portis have been struggling lately, yeah, I'm shocked he hasn't gotten in a little bit more. Right. What's going on here right now? What, are they reviewing something? <laughs> this is probably so fucking boring for the listeners. <laughs> well, let me Sitting go to the game, us watch. Yeah. But listen, guys, we're trying this. There's a first time for everything. Neither me or Barry, maybe I shouldn't speak for you, Barry, but I did not have it in me to just repeat the same show we did last night. No, you can, it, 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 it can, it never works. That never works. Assuming we lose this game since, all right, now we're down 13 with eight minutes left. If we end up one and eight, right? Is that one and eight or no, one and seven? After right. this, too early to hit the panic button on this season. We're, we're essentially ten percent through the season. All right, we have one win. Yeah, I know. 
And I know a lot of Knicks fans want to preach patience. All right, we all knew they were going to suck and whatnot. But that's obviously on pace to be way worse than we were last season. Which is incredible. <laughs> you know, I, I thought there was no way that could happen. Now, I looked at the first 10 games of the season, and I saw us going 2-10. and 10. So it's not that far. You know, it, it, it looks like that's pretty much where we're headed. Um, but then, but, but I also predicted that we were going to win about 27 games this year. But I look at the schedule, and I'm like, where are these 27 wins coming from? You know, I mean, something's got to click here. I mean, there there were moments in this game where the offense looked really good. You know, they were creating double screens and, um, you know, guys were getting open looks. They were making extra passes. There were a lot of moments in this game that were positive. Yeah, here's the thing with our team. I, and, I, and I really like what we're seeing from RJ. Mitchell, Knox. Knox, Craig. You know, we have, we've got a lot of great young players. I, mean, I think we have a lot of good young players. All right, but w- right, we're one in seven, assuming we lose this game. Well, assuming. You fucking looked at the score. Thank you, Barry. Yeah. Um, <laughs> which is rooting the whole fourth quarter for me. <laughs> the Pistons are what? Now, then they'll be four and six. Like, we're not talking about a great team. I think people expect them to get in the playoffs, but. Well, they so just far, made the not- playoffs last year. So you know, far, the they're not the great, fans. though. But we don't have that. We still don't have that star player. I know RJ is looking great, but we still don't have that all-star, right? Like, even the Pistons right. have a couple potential all-stars. Oh, Blake Griffin, absolutely. Blake Griffin and Andre and Drummond. And Andre Drummond. I mean, he's right? he's having his best year right now. He's, you know, Those are numbers. two established fucking beasts on that team. Can we win? I mean, does it matter how much young talent we might be stocking up on if we don't have that one big star? And maybe R.J. Barrett can be that in a couple of years, but he's still just 19. He's not going to carry a team. And even in this league, one star isn't enough. The Pistons have two. The Nets are probably going to struggle this year because they really only have one. So I'm watching a Progressive Park commercial right now. What is that? <laughs> Can we fast forward through these commercials, or is that going to no, mess everything it's, up? No, it's going to mess everything up. It's going to be too confusing. Most of our podcasts are an hour anyway. This is not going to be an hour. And guys, I'm sorry. <laughs> we're just we're giving you something this week, all right? <laughs> Last night, we were like, me and Barry were beside ourselves. And not knowing what to do. This has never happened to us. We pride ourselves on putting out good, not only good content, but good production value, being on the top of our games. And you know what? That sometimes that can, you know, sometimes things happen. The other fucking podcasts, they just record on Skype and they give you guys the shit audio quality because they don't give a fuck. All right? Me and Barry care, so we don't do it that way. That makes things harder. And it made things harder last night. Right. What do you think of Marcus Morse's quote about uh, Fisdale? I thought that was interesting. He was, you know, he, people are looking to blame somebody. Blame Fisdale, blame the front office, and Marcus Morris. He's basically putting the blame on himself and his teammates. Saying yeah. that Fizz is putting them in the best position he can to succeed. He's a great coach. It's on the players to execute. Let's see if and he's I, saying I that. Before, in, before yeah. you go into responding to that, I just want to say why I thought that was interesting. Yeah. Is that, you know, we all sometimes question, is Fisdale the right coach? Is he even a good coach? Or is he just a guy with relationships? Is he a good players coach? Is he an X's and O's coach? We don't know. We, st- we haven't seen any of that. Maybe that's because we suck and we're not in positions to win. Maybe he needs a star. I don't know. But... Morris came from the Celtics, who had a pretty good fucking coach, Brad Stevens. So does Morris saying that, calling Fizz a great coach and saying that he's doing a good job, does that mean more to you because of the type of coaches or coach that Morris has played under? 
I, I can't put that much stock into it. You know, Morris seems like a guy that's always going to say the right thing. And the, the question is, is he going to be saying these things about Fisdale 60 games into this season when the Knicks have dug themselves into the ground, you know, as deep as you possibly can the way, by the way it looks. Um, you know, they said that, that, that Mark Marcus Morris has been like that all season, not, not only talking positively about the coach, but never calling anybody out individually. Um, you know, always saying, you know, the, the team's got to do better in this way. The team's got to do better in that way. Um, so that, I think that's just his character, um, which is, it's, it's a good thing. It's a positive thing. I'm not trying to spin it that, it, that it's a bad thing, you know, um, it's just, it's going to be hard to keep that type of morale and, you know, saying all the right things when your record, you know, is atrocious. It already is atrocious, but it's different, you know, it's different being one in six than being seven and 40. You know, there's no coming out of it. Like here, look, the team hasn't been right. You know, DSJ has missed a couple of games. Peyton's been missing a couple of games. Like their rotations aren't the way they're supposed to be. So that's almost like the Knicks have a built-in excuse. Fizdale's got a little bit of a built-in excuse there. And you know what's amazing, Barry? Even with <laughs> Dennis Smith Jr. and Alfred Payton out for this extended period of time, and we're clearly like just rolling with Frank Ellington, you know, RJ. Is it crazy to you that Dotson, that Trier, two players that a lot of fans really believe in, Aren't, they're not even cracking. They're not even getting up off the bench at all. Yeah, it is. It is pretty wild. But you know, I mean, that's that's just what it comes down to. I mean, obviously, Fizdale doesn't see Trier as a rotational guy, even he's, when he's desperate for a fucking guard. <laughs> it's crazy to me. He played him all last season. Yeah, I mean, heading into this Detroit game. Trier's played four out of seven games, including three straight DMPs. And one game he only played six minutes, which, crazy enough, was the game that he started. All right? But you take out that game against Brooklyn, where he went off for 22 points, he has been awful. He's been horrible. Yeah, but this is where Fizdale drives me nuts, and I think some fans nuts, where it's, okay, maybe he's, maybe he's awful, or he has been awful. But Fitzdale also had him start a fucking game. Right, and he ended up playing like, six minutes that game. How does this happen? Game, dude. <laughs> yeah, but what, like, what is going... Why, what's up with Fizdale in these starting lineups? He has no fucking clue. Yeah. It's the same shit as last year. It's so concerning to me. I know we're going to end up with a top three pick again. And I don't want to be negative, and maybe that's a good thing. Because there are some great point guards coming out in next year's draft. But, dude, so far, it's the same story as last year. It's the same story. Oh, Marcus Morris just, just got oh, teed there it up. Is. Did you see oh, that? Yep, yep. I was I was wondering. You know, I mentioned it last night going to the Detroit game that the, <laughs> the two guys who lead the league in technical fouls are Marcus Morris and Markeith Morris. They both are tied <laughs> with most techs. And I was like, we're going to have to see a tech this game. And then I thought it was going to happen. But there you go. Well, did you see their stats? Did you see their stats for their careers? They're like identical. Yeah, yeah. That was how amazing was that? The eleven seasons that they played. No, they played a like eight seasons. Oh, eight seasons. And they each average eleven point six points a game over their careers. Right, within like two percentage points of field goal percentage. (laughs) I mean, the eleven point six points is like that's being struck by lightning. How's that possible? Yeah, Yeah, yeah. That was funny. A funny. They stat. really do look identical to each other. And now we're down eighteen with six minutes left. Do I have to watch the rest of this? 
No, There's RJ. Come on. Oh. Oh, turnover. Man, they suck. <laughs> <laughs> oh. I just really wanted this year to be, you know, at least like fun. <laughs> yeah, so I mean, well, th- that's what it looked like on paper. It seemed like with the pieces they added, although, you know, it wasn't anything that was going to turn them into a playoff team. It seemed like, well, they got better, but it's just, it's it, at least now it's not working out that way. I mean, look, Julius Randle, he's not used to being the man, you know? A man. The man. Oh, the man. <laughs> yeah. I was going to say, you know, what's going on with Julius Randle? Yeah, he, and he's never been a high-volume shooter either. But, but, but you know, dude, you're making $20 million a year now. I mean, he's, he's having a good game, you know, this game, you know, against the Pistons finally. But he's got to figure it out. And I don't know how much it is of Fisdale and, you know, finding the right players to surround Randle with. I don't know if it's all on Randle. It's just like a personal funk he's been in. It's not about finding the right guys to surround Randall with. Like Randall's not an, he's not your number. He's never going to be your number one guy. But he's. I don't think he has that in him. But he still has to take accountability, dude. He's eighth in the NBA in turnovers right now with four point one per game, and all the guys that are ahead of him with more turnovers are either guys that are ball handlers or guys who have the ball in their hands like a lot more than he does or should. It's it's guys like James Harden, Trey Young, Luka Doncic. Ja Morant, Ben Simmons, LeBron, Westbrook, and Giannis. Those are the guys. Well, that listen. Had him. One of the reasons for that, Barry, is that he does he does have the ball in his hands way more than he should, like you said, because we don't have a fucking point guard. Yeah. Well, arguably anywhere on this roster, we might not have a point guard anywhere. I guess Alfred Payton is one. But we have we are starving for a point guard, and we have been for so long. Right. That is the biggest problem with this team. Oh yeah, I mean we knew that going in because we looked at the three point guards we had, and I mean we're fighting over who should be this our starting point guard. But it's like, it's like who you know who are we fighting over? You know, it's like the honestly, ugly girl I felt of the better dance. coming in this year than we have in a while. Like I, I thought we had three solid options. Solid. <laughs> you can make arguments the- for any of the three of them. Is the whole thing, but it's like. Yeah. No, they have to. Uh, you know what? I don't care how this year ends up. In this offseason, the only priority, it's got to be either drafting a point guard, yep. signing a point guard. I don't know if there's anyone to sign. I don't care if you have oh, to package There's another turnover. Multi- there's another turnover by Randall. I don't care if you have to ma- package multiple picks or move one of your prized younger players we we can't go into next season without a legitimate future point guard. Yeah. And one that we know is starting from day one. Not this shit where we have three guys fighting it out every fucking offseason. Right. Right. Because that's never a good sign when you have three players and you can't decide which one's your starter. That's That's bad. That's not good. And then we have Fizdale, every, every game is changing the starting lineup, trying to find a combination that works. Nothing's ever going to work until you have a floor general out there that's running the show. Especially with Fizdale as our coach. Here we go, Knox. Oh, my God. Not, we got to get, we gotta get <laughs> Knox more. Oh, my Knox God. Knox just got stuffed <laughs> from we gotta three. Get Knox like, I've minutes, never though. seen a block like that, dude. Have you? Yeah. No. <laughs> he got, like, blocked with two the defenders, both of his hands. He almost caught it. Yeah, it's like when you, when you go up to, to, oh to block God. a volleyball we're down spike. 20, we're now down 24, 119 to 95. This is miserable. How many points does Tony fucking Snell have against us? Dude, he's shooting the lights out. He, he ends this game shooting six for six from three. He was on fire. I don't know if I can watch this anymore. Barry, do we have to finish this game? We're down 24 with three minutes left. Well, if you want to see Dot and you want to see Trier, then you got to finish the game because they're about to come in. I know that much. They both end up with about three minutes. 
All right. I'm I'm going to, you know what, since now we know they're losing and you've known the whole time, I'm looking at the box score. I'm dying to know. Yeah, go for it. Break it down. How everyone did. You know, that's the worst part about, oh, wow, we ended up losing by 20. <laughs> that's the worst part about watching games on delay. There needs to be, like, a site with box scores where you can, like, tell them where you're at or something in the game. Oh, so you, you know can, what I mean? Okay. Like, you yeah. can't. So you don't spoil it. Yeah, Julius Randle finished with 20 points, 8 of 15. He was way, I mean, he obviously got real ice cold in that fourth because before, I remember at some point he was like 5 of 7. Then he went 3 of 8 to finish the game. Frank, another one of these games, finished with 11 points, 4 assists, but dude, he had like 11 through the fucking first half almost. Frank always does that where he, you know, he starts off really good and then it just does, he can't make a full game out of it. Yeah. Knox was 5 for 7 with 14 points. Yeah. Continues to shoot well. Yeah, we got to we got to get him even more minutes, man. RJ Barrett did not shoot well, but had a solid all-around game. 15 8 assists, 6 boards. Fucking miserable from the free throw line, which really, dude, I mean, that's killing his points per game. Oh, yeah. He hasn't fixed that. That could lose him the rookie of the year, dude. I mean, well, that, it's also he's losing, easily losing like three or four points off his average every game because of free throw shooting. And it's not just him. It's the whole Knicks team. I mean, it's losing them games. I mean, not games like this where you get, you know, where you're down by 20, but, you know. That that shit, yeah, dude. I mean, they shot bu- sixty. They shot sixty-two percent from the free throw line tonight. They're, I mean, they're they're last in the league by a mile. Dude, for a nineteen, he he had R.J. Barrett had eleven of their twenty-one free throws. That's half of their free throws. He's nineteen. He's he's really impressing me. The the great players go to the line frequently and they get those calls, dude. For him to be going to the line that often as a rookie, yeah, is and, is like unheard of for a Nick, honestly. Yep. And there was early, you know, early uh, criticism saying, well, you know, other teams are gonna, you know, look at him. They're gonna force him to his right. Well, look, it doesn't matter to RJ. He finishes with his right. You know, like you, you can't tell by looking at him, which is his better hand. He's got strong power moves and finesse with his right hand as well, which was great to see because he had a bunch of those tonight. Ugh, I'm really – I mean, if, if if Robinson's out for a few games now, Barry. Yeah, he might be. Our, it, it's, it's fucking sad, but our, our, like, only hope right now – oh, Iggy's in the game. Yeah. I feel like our only hope to maybe turn the shit around is that Dennis Smith Jr. comes back and plays more like he did last year. Frank, like, we're seeing who Frank is. Like, I'm a huge Frank guy. But the most potential, I think, at that starting point guard position is in Dennis Smith. I know Frank plays great defense, and at least over these past couple games, he's maybe getting more comfortable offensively, but he's never going to fucking... He's never going to be, like, that much of a difference maker. What do you think? I mean, I think he could. I think he can be a difference maker in the fact that he can kind of set a tone. He can be a momentum changer with the things that he does, uh, because he's always bringing that intensity on defense. He doesn't slack. I mean, that's his calling card. He knows that. He revels in it. Um, the thing is, I mean, this team needs scoring anywhere can get it and i mean look nilakina's nilakina played 38 minutes tonight he's never played 38 minutes before and yet you're giving up 121 points right now with two minutes to go what would they end up with 122 i think detroit yeah without blake griffin without d rose and you're letting them score 122 points you know, your your shot you can't your shot can't be falling every game, but you could certainly hustle and try and defend 
And I know Mitchell Robinson, you know, which is their their best defender in the paint, is out this game. But it's not an excuse to give up 122 points to Detroit. We just got killed in every category, dude. Rebounds, they out-rebounded us by a significant margin. Well, anytime Andre Drummond is on the court, that's going to happen. Oh, Oh, yeah. He's a 12 boards for him. He actually, it's actually a not a great game for him. He had twenty-seven and twelve. Dude's averaging like twenty and twenty. Yeah. They shot fifty percent from three. I mean, obviously, that's always going to hurt. Yeah. This is a rough stretch from us. We're getting to see Alonzo Trier, Iggy Brasdakis, Damian Dotson. Portis, dude, I mean, since that Chicago Bulls game, nothing. Nothing. In the past four games, he's got 30 points. Total. You know, you get blown out by Sacramento. You get blown out by Detroit. And, you know, we're talking about the injuries that they have, but it's not like it's not like these guys are huge difference makers. You know, you tell me when DSJ is in the lineup, it's going to be that much different. When Alfred Payton's in the lineup, it's going to be that much different. I know the things he can do, and, and, he, and he has characteristics and abilities that the other two guys don't as far as, you know, his quickness into the paint and then looking to, uh, to facilitate and to, to contribute to others' games. But, I mean, it's... It's not a 20-point swing that these guys are going to give you. Um, and you see it on – look at their faces, Craig. Oh, my God. Look at yeah. that. I'm they, they, you watching know? that right now. Yeah, we're looking at they, Randall. They, they're they're thinking Morris. what's, what's going to change, you know? <sighs> <laughs> I mean, I don't want to get this down this early in a season – you're down, Barry. I can but feel because it. Because I, how how can you be as bad as you were last year? It Dude, was I'm a fucking, historically. I'm not gonna lie. I'm not gonna lie. Like, uh, I love everyone's positivity on Twitter. I, I'm fucking miserable. Uh, how how many? How long are we gonna do this for? For real? What make excuses? Or what? Just suffer through these seasons. It is so hard. I all off season I look so forward to these seasons and then I'm miserable the whole fucking year. I know. And and it really impacts my fucking life. I know. And I guess see see that's the whole thing because we there's want the this game. season there's 122 game. to 102. Oof. We 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 got to we have to remember look this this wasn't a season about winning we know that. It's about the young guys and and look hey the Knicks have stuck with their young group, right? Even with signing the players that they did, they held on to their youth. We see Knox, how great he's looking. RJ Barrett, they've now added. You know, we don't know what they're gonna do with the other guys, but they're they're keeping the young guys that they've that they've drafted and signed. But the whole question is it's like how do you continue to stay positive? Even if you are seeing positive signs out of these guys and their own personal growth if the team is staying right where they are trudging through the sand the bottom of the barrel the bottom of the heap how can you stay positive you know you're you're trying to see big picture um and the big picture is going to be with develop developing the, the these players but you know if you keep bringing in new coaches because you know the writing's on the wall with fizdale i imagine you know, if the season continues like this, how do you start to change the culture? I don't know. I told you last night that if we are worse than we were last year Oof. and we end up with a top three, top five pick and we can get one of these, you know, potential franchise altering point guards, I'm changing my coach next season because 
I, I don't, I can't fuck around anymore. And you got to at some point hire a coach that you know he's the fucking guy. All right. I don't want Fizdale to be a scapegoat after the season if it doesn't work out. But like at some point you have to hire someone where you know with 100% certainty that that is a great coach. Okay. Well, I got a question for you here. Let me play devil's advocate a little bit. Here we go. Now, play devil's advocate, but the music's going. All right. Oh, all right. Fine. Fine. This, fucking is, this late. is a good way to end. To give some people something to think right. about. Okay, I'm gonna bring in Fizdale because I need somebody that can develop my youth. I need what? development. All right, and maybe Fizdale's never shown that before, but maybe he's got it in him. And let's say Knox takes a huge what? leap this year, and he does you develop. You think that Fizdale's maybe one of his specialties is development? I'm saying if there's, let's say all these players do develop. Let's say Knox continues to be the way that he's showing he is now. It was just light years above where it was the first season. You're not going to give any credit to the coaching? No, absolutely not. So then how do you prove your worth as a developmental coach, Craig? If all your youth... I'm, I'm, giving, I'm giving that to the players. If, if Knox get, improves, that's on him. Th- th- then why do you always talk about developmental coaches? Who does? Everybody does. You always say you got young well, guys. Makes, you need to bring in coaches. What makes a developmental coach? I don't know, Craig. I'm not there. I don't see it from day to day. I'm not in there with the practice. But if these guys I, are getting... I just, the, way he, the way he moves guys in and out of the lineup and can't settle on anything, and you know he's got young players like Trier starting and then not playing for three or four games, and, and he's... You know, he, Frank's confidence is up and down, and DSJ's confidence to start the season is fucking like uh, the worst it's ever been. Yeah, and, and I'm not, I'm not. I don't know. Here I don't know a... if those things are happening with a coach right. that is a, some great develop, developmental coach. Right, and I'm not sitting here as a Fizdale defender. I'm just, again, playing devil's advocate. I'm just. Yeah, I, 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 if if they get better, I, I don't see how you give Fizdale that credit. And I'm not married to Fizdale. You know, I'm not going to be heartbroken if. He goes at the end of the season. You know, what has he done for us? Not enough. And we brought him in to bring in, like, big-time free agents, essentially. And to massage That's egos. That's really the reason. And to massage egos in the locker room. That's a big part of yeah, coaching, Yeah, a massage egos of great players. Well, and, and also, I mean, if you are going to... Maybe you need a guy like him if you are going to get through a season like this. You know? I don't know. All right. That's for next time, Barry. Okay. Reach out to us. It's a hardnickslife at gmail.com. Guys, Follow this is, me on Twitter at hardnickslife. Follow Barry at Barry Dworkin. What, Barry? This is what it's a hardnickslife life is all about. <laughs> it's I hard. Mean, it's hard. We, we didn't think this season difficult. was going to be this bad, and yet here we are. And by the way, we answered all your fucking voicemails and your, your Twitter oh, questions, yeah. and we had great answers. <laughs> Unfortunately, Barry's computer sucks, all right? So... And, but it's working great tonight, right, Barry? We oh, hope. yeah. It's flying. We hope. I mean, we won't know until we know, but no issues, no signs of issues, all right? Yeah. Guys, call us. Leave us some more voicemails. We'll answer them next time. That's right. 516-33-MESH-1. We play Dallas on Friday. I'm fucking scared out of my mind for that game. And now there's probably not going to be a Mitchell Robinson for that game. No Mitchell. I mean, Porzingis oh. is going to be fucking destroying us, and it's going to be—it's going to be probably one of the worst nights of your lives. All right. <laughs> this Just night tonight was bad, Barry. Last night was bad. Uh. You know, Friday, dude. I don't even—I don't know. I'm not going to be able to wake up the next morning. You know, Porzingis. And Dallas I, is coming I, we, off. I of, might Dallas not even. You know, a, I don't even know if I can watch that game the way it, we've been playing. Dallas beat Orlando by one tonight. And I forgot to say it. I forgot to mention it. But next week, can you tell everyone what's going on on the the 14th? Oh, yes. Uh, November 14th, when Dallas comes to the Garden, it'll be their second matchup in in a week. There's going to be uh, another Knicks meetup at, uh, I think it's called Penn 6. Is that right? Right by the Garden? That's right. They got the whole upstairs. There's going to be uh, raffles, I understand, and um, and the money that is raised from drinks. I don't know what percentage, but it's going to a charity to help families for Thanksgiving and provide them with meals. There's going to be a bunch of Knicks content creators. 
Um, All your favorite attendance. guys, Jonathan Macri, uh, Nick of Time, Nick's Fan TV, Posting and Toasting, Terry and Trey, right? Yes. Everyone. Yes. And Craig. And Craig, maybe. I don't, dude. If I'm still a Knicks fan, I'll be there. <laughs> All right? Oh, wow. And maybe me. Maybe Barry. He's working, but, you know, he'll come. Oh. You're good. You know you're gone. And if, if DJ Smoothie is going to be there, he won the It's a Hard Knicks Life game show that we had over the summer, and I am buying him all his food and drinks that night. So, Unbelievable. Yeah, I will be there. And if I'm, if I'm late, I will give credit. for the record, DJ Smoothie, if, Barry, if Barry's not there, I will not be buying you anything. No, I will give you the money to buy him what he needs. It's not fair to him if I get there late and then he's, you know, he gets chipped out of a, a couple of hours question, worth of if, food. If you do that, can I just give him the fucking money or do I have to always escort him to the fucking bar? Like, how does that work? Yeah, I'm not giving him cash. That money is for food and drink only. So what, every time I go get a drink, I have to ask DJ Smoothie if he needs one? No, he comes to you and says, yo, I want a, I want a drink. So I'm his fucking bitch all night. <laughs> That's right. That's right. You're 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 my you're the, my substitute bitch. No, I'll be just giving him all your money. All right. <laughs> all right, guys. Until next time. Oh, it is a hard one. Last what? one last reminder. Oh, if Jesus. you haven't, if you ha- really just because they're a great sponsor. If you haven't, if you haven't tried the crumb cakes yet, do yourself a favor and try them. And enter that promo code Hard Next Life. Get yourself twenty three percent off. All right. Go ahead, Craig. Close the show. Was that really necessary? It we was. We did the fucking ad, Barry. You know, you, you really read through it in a miserable kind of way, and I didn't think it was. I didn't think it was right. <laughs> it is a hard Nick's life. All right, Barry. Let's pray to God right now. You want? Should we? Should we kneel? Should we kneel? Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.